Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Wednesday Night Live. My name is Ron Crawford. I'm coming to you from the Father's Church. We're located in Dallas, Texas, and it is a privilege to have this means of reaching out to my congregation as well as to our Saints Network family who are joining us from many different places around the world. I hope that you all are enjoying God's presence during these rather wonderful days in the month of August. I I recognize that we are living in times that are unlike any that um, have gone before us. Um, it's, a, it's a really unique in the natural, but in the spirit realm, uh, on a whole, it's incredibly different because God is bringing things into alignment with what he has promised and prophesied for the times of the end. And every one of us is in uh, an, an, an enhanced state of development so that we will be positioned to serve God in these days. You do realize he's been preparing you. Uh, see, that's, that's the issue for so many human beings, and I dare say for many Christians. We're such task-oriented people that we view everything like, like uh, the communists do in a five-year plan. In some ways, that, that plan is, it can be successful if it's carried out. Um, but God's ways are not ours, our ways. And God is timeless. And he has been preparing you for his service, not just for the, the events that happened 30 years ago, not just for the things that happened 20 or even 10 or even last year. It is an ongoing partnership with him. And God is still developing us and will continue to develop us throughout um, eternity. I, I, God is all about the journey and that won't change when we cross over Chile, Jordan and we're in eternity. God will always want to reveal himself. He will always want to, to do new things. He will always want to continue to partner with you but to also um, teach you new things that you experience wonderful ways in the tasks that he places before you I, I guess truly that we will never get to the point where we exempt ourselves from the ways of God or the processes, the principles of his development. 
I think that that's a challenge for so many saints at this time because you can reflect on many, many things that God has been uh, faithful to accomplish through you. You've known great victories. You've learned a great deal. You've understood and applied his biblical principles on occasion after occasion. And I think at some point we think that we will mature into a place where those principles probably don't apply to us developmentally. Now, we may not say that. It even sounds ridiculous for me to proclaim that uh, uh, audibly. But just in your heart of hearts, even in the things that God has been doing in your life recently, I dare say that some of you would probably think, why am I feeling this? Why, why is this unsettling? I, I, I know the Lord. I'm privileged to know him. Why doesn't he just tell me what he's doing? Why doesn't he just let me in so that I don't have to submit myself in this way? It, it, the humility factor is so important for God. The, the meekness, the sacrifice is so important. And there will always be things that he is wanting to develop in you. And that's, that's the old dog new tricks kind of a thing. It's not new tricks. Maybe we should say it's difficult to lead an old dog into things that they did as a puppy. <laughs> so it's a good day. It, these are good things. And uh, we're going to talk from First Chronicles 12 here in just a minute. Very well-known passage. We're going to look at it from some new ways today. And I, I know that we need this. But I do want to pause for a moment to remind you that our seminar is rapidly approaching. It's, uh, it's about a month away now, September 12th through 16th. And the, uh, the information is available on the website. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be pressing you to register there. Um, the title is Rama, R-A-M-A-H. And there's nothing really mysterious about this. I mean, we've been teaching over the past couple of months a lot about Samuel. We'll revisit that. We'll talk about the schools that he established and what he was what he was attempting in the Lord to accomplish in those. And that, that may be different than even what some of you are thinking right now. And to me, this is a very important part of what the saints are really 
called to do and what God is laying before us in the days to come. And again, we'll talk about this more at seminar, but we, we really are looking forward to what God is going to do therein. I told the congregation here on live stream on more than one occasion that I would ask for each of you to contemplate some ways that you are specifically directed to minister to the Lord um, during these waning weeks of the month of August and don't don't let this slide uh, you this is between you and the Lord but don't let it don't let it drift by and think oh I I didn't do anything oh, oh yes Lord I'll, I'll I'll consider that and then you never go through with something and there's something that God is wanting from each of us and it may involve measures of fasting but go before him and hear listen to him and do what he says but then the day after labor day we are asking our saints network to engage in a basically an eight day progression quite similar to what we'll describe in a couple of weeks as what gilgal represented for the people of god and um but just know again the day after the national holiday the week before the seminar we'll we'll engage in that and we'll talk about it like the week before and then that that sunday of the holiday weekend we'll talk about it again it'll be really clear but just know that um that's what i really feel god is offering so for uh, it going to be making available for us to do to prepare for him and um you know the last seminar we spent a great deal of emphasis welcoming the presence of god and we talked about the river of god has that gone away do we not need his presence anymore was that a one-off for you oh yeah we focused on this i mean it's it's like to me those days are still with us because we don't get up and ballyhoo that theme every week um, doesn't mean that we don't want his presence his presence is here we need to continue to welcome him we continue to cherish him and to act as if it is a it is a privilege to be with him. And so, yes, I, I still want to embrace him and to, to say, Father, we, we long for your presence. We want you here. And perhaps that's part of what the, the keeping of the lamps burning in um, 
and the tabernacle and the temple was all about, which is what Samuel was responsible to do as a young boy. Um, just because the pulpit isn't guiding you to do something specifically doesn't mean that it's not an important thing for you to be doing. And um, so we'll we'll reemphasize that here. I, I've I've even wondered, and I'm not saying we're doing this. And, and once again, I'm wrong for even talking about things I contemplate. But you know, I used to I used to talk about having individuals who prayed, and I would generically not generically, I would affectionately call them fuelers. Not people that are looking to get up behind the podium. Not people that have some other agenda that they want to start doing. But just people who will wait upon the Lord and call upon the Lord. Like Anna in Herod's temple waiting for the revelation of the Messiah. We need, we need to have that established. And it, it needs to be something that... Um, is strongly encouraged, identified and encouraged. Now, the minute you start promoting it, then it loses its it loses its fervor. Um, so when people come here, I always wonder about what people actually do in ministries that are devoted to prayer. Because I knew enough about studying some of them. I, my goodness, I remember years and years ago going to visit um, a, a ministry uh, in another state whose focus was on prayer. These people were known worldwide. And I discovered that, and I, I'm not faulting, I'm not criticizing them, but I, I just wonder what, when I would read their literature and hear their discussions, I'd think, Okay, so you don't even understand what proskuneo or shachai is, so nobody's allowed to do that technically, disciplinarily. They're not allowed to do that here. Well, if God's searching for that, that's, that's a big one to be missing. And if you just welcome him all the time, but don't interpret or do anything uh, on his behalf, that's a challenge. And if if you if you're just a lover, which I'm not discounting the, the 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 effectiveness, the necessity of that, we should all be that. But you don't um, glean what you're supposed to be doing with that. If you just make good music, and all of your music is just about different ways of expressing love, which is wonderful. I mean, I remember when we started, and we we loved that type of music, but boy, those songs that were so anointed that talked about being in heaven or going forth as mighty men and women or warriors, I miss that. I don't hear a lot of that nowadays. And in the way the world is, uh, we've, we've got to be people who really apply the principles that we've learned from Scripture. And these should be, these should be part of who you are. I mean, I, 
you know, your mom and dad, this is a bad illustration, but your mom and dad hopefully taught you to brush your teeth, to shower, uh, to remain clean, to just the simple things. I see young grandchildren, we did this with my children, learning those lessons now. Mom and dad shouldn't have to be with them every day in their adulthood saying, are you brushing your teeth? Are you, are you eating what you should eat? Are you having your vitamins? Are you exercising? Are you taking care of this issue that you know you need to do? It, who needs that? But yet we think that as God has trained us and taught us the essential things that we need a life coach to tell us how to do those things. You know, at some point that should be that should be rote. I mean, it should be something that we do. And so um, I would hope that we are in a constant state of welcoming his presence and enjoying the things that we've learned scripturally about heaven coming to earth which seems to me that's what Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Has that gone away? But the only thing that most churches talk about when it comes to heaven coming to earth is the clouds come with Jesus in them and we're going to be caught up and we'll be there forevermore with the Lord. That's a wonderful thing. But that's not really your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven it should be on earth as it is in heaven not come to the outer atmosphere and yank you out of earth to go to heaven so these are principles that we have been privileged to experience and be trained in and to learn scripturally which is the essential thing if it wasn't in the scripture, we, we don't want to have anything to do with it. But um, we, we uh, one of the things that we are responsible for is to do the things that um, we've been shown to do by God. And you, you think about the parable of the, the virgins. Um, five of them stopped doing what they were supposed to do. Think about the parable of the talents. One of them stopped doing what he was supposed to do. Now, I'm not talk, talking about tradition. I'm talking about the investment of yourselves in the principles of God that he has revealed from his word. And boy, you've, you've got a lot of them. We all are blessed by that. So, yes, we want his presence. Yes, we are trees of righteousness. Yes, we, we are cherishing the, the power of the, the river of life. But we're doing so as seasoned men and women of God who don't have to have it tricked up for us 
to feel about it before we do it. Um, it's like Jacob said, surely the Lord was in this place and I didn't know it. Why? Well, I, I can understand that. Why would be What would be the reasons why people wouldn't know it? Well, first of all, I think Jacob vacillated I think this is a, a very sincere, not judgmental thing between whether he was Jacob or whether he was Israel. And he, he would, would rely on the strength of his own maneuverability, which is a strength. Um, but if you live your life that way, you'll walk through park, pockets of the double camp, the Mahanaim, and miss God. Um, you can be busy with other things. You can be convinced that by and the enemy tries to do this that your days are done. And how can we as timeless spirit people ever think that the days are done? So for these next couple of weeks, let's cherish the Lord. Let's put into practice what we as mature, mighty men and women, sons, saints, have been taught, what we've been trained to do, what we've experienced in God. And let's keep our focus there. And let's do our best to as the message from this past Sunday spoke, let's do our best to lay aside those weights and things that uh, easily uh, beset us. Let's be wise with that. <clears throat> this, this, this month of August is, is very interesting. Um, but then we will emerge into September, get ready for seminar, and God has ordained this time to do some phenomenal things. So let's, let's be ready for that. Let's anticipate and expect that. So, if you would turn in your Bible to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 this is again talking about um, Issachar and all of these people that are being described here are heading toward Hebron with a perfect heart to establish the kingdom you can quote this verse undoubtedly of the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred and all their brethren were at their command. There's a lot we can say about this. But particularly today we want to talk about understanding the times and knowing what Israel ought to do. Those two factors are different and 
In so many ways, they rely upon each other. To understand the times, to bin, B-I-Y-N, transliterated, um, is to look as mature sons at the things that are around you while you're waiting on the Lord to gain a grasp of changing conditions and perhaps through prayer to glean some specific things that are different about these days than about any other. And that's a meditative gift. Um, You don't want to become goofy with it, but just know and, and understand as mature sons, that's the essence of understanding, that you're in a different time. Position yourself accordingly. You know, it's the immature that will spaz out. It's the babies who refuse to submit their emotions. Um, It's them that will totally miscast. It's chicken little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And then they scan the horizon. And internet is good in a way, but it's bad in this way. For everybody else's opinions about what these times are. And if you do that, you clutter yourself with so much noise that you wouldn't hear the still small voice if it smacked you in both ears. How can you hear the still small voice unless your mantle of purpose is wrapped around your head? I mean, Isaiah was, uh, or Elijah was in a different time. And he, he was with God. But all he could speak about were the emotional and spiritual issues that were affecting him uh, in ways that tapped his physical domain. I'm not faulting him. The same could be said of Moses. And really Saul. Isaiah in Isaiah 6 had a totally different scenario because he was in changing times, desperate times, the year that King Uzziah had died. It wasn't just an unexpected assassination or death of the king. That train had been a long time running. And you know the story of Uzziah. But where was Isaiah? He was, in, he was in the spirit and he was waiting on God. He's not complaining. He's not woe is meing. Did he have factors that he could have expressed? Oh yeah, sure he did. But in his wisdom and his maturity he was in a position to meet God when God's presence filled the temple did he have 
all of the understandings of what was going to happen, what was happening? Did did he did he figure any specific point of of pathway? Those didn't seem to be really what was there for him. He didn't the only thing he did was when God said who who shall I send who will go for me he said here here am I send me and he was had a touch point with the the altar of the Lord he had a reset but he just displayed a willingness to be whatever God wanted and he submitted himself accordingly. So, um, I'm not judging any of these men. They're, they're scriptural examples for us. So to understand the times first means to act like a mature son in the times. And to not in the midst of these times set a a framework where you're just not positioned to where anything good can happen sometimes the best thing is just when you've done all to stand is to stand and to let the lord lead you you see, when we get antsy or when we complain about our current condition, essentially what we're saying is that somehow God has failed us or he's lost control or he doesn't know what's going on. We need to remind him or we, we deem ourselves as a failure when... Who's to say what God's opinion? In the natural, it may look that way, but God doesn't look in the natural. He looks on the heart. He, he's looking to what he is essentially wanting to accomplish. So we have to, in the times, especially when the times are changing, when new times are upon us, we have to act like the grown-ups in the room while also being willing to move into a new dimension of his spirit. Um, I would also say that it's, it's the, old <clears throat> the old saying, don't change horses in midstream. We're already in this stream. Um... <laughs> If you're looking to jump ship, you know, it's like what we heard in Sunday school this past Sunday. The Apostle Paul said, don't leave this ship. If you jump off trying to save yourself or to get to a shore that you see or hope is there, you're going to be consumed. Stay in the boat. Now, Jonah was commanded to, be, to get out of the boat. He tossed him out. 
and a fish got him. But for Paul, uh, when he was going toward the island of barbarians, he encountered a guy, Paulus, and the viper bite them, bite him and shook it off. And then he was bringing the miracle power of the Lord to people. Um, stay in the boat, even though it looks like you're going to get defeated. Now, again, we talked again out of the book of Acts. If they had listened to the voice of the Spirit before they launched out into the storm, this stuff that happened um, would not have been happening. For Paul, he was subject to the whims of the uh, the mercantile uh, peoples and to the government, the Roman government. Boy, in some ways, we're we're in that right now. We see things happening in our government. We see things happening in the financial world, and we think, what in the world? God said, don't do that. God said in his word, don't do this. And here you are doing it. But be that as it may, here we are. And aren't the waves smacking things around? Stay in the boat. Um, stay and see what God will do. So it's just an issue. Don't act like a little boy. Don't act like a little girl. Don't put on your weepy pants. Understand the times. Not This is not necessarily just a cognitive grasp. This is an appreciation based upon your maturity as a son in God. Act like it. God has not abandoned you, regardless of what this new time looks like. Stay the course. And because if you don't do this first thing, you will never be positioned unless God just, by his grace and mercy, plucks you out of the water. If, if you don't do this first thing, you'll never do the second thing, to know what Israel ought to do. What does this mean? But the word to do has a lot to do with having an overall perspective, having a, a knowing of agenda, not necessarily having every step spelled out for you to galvanize the main goal and to not strain the details. Well, what does this mean for you, for us? Well, what, what does God really require of you? And what, what might he say on the horizon that you're being positioned to serve in? Oh, but what about tomorrow? 
What should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? In, in, what, to know what Israel ought to do is more about positional um, angling and to gain somewhat of a of a knowing that okay God is going to accomplish some things but he's not going to eliminate the walk of faith by telling you every little detail which we want him to do every human wants that you know Moses kept peppering God show me your glory tell me this tell me that God said look I'm not looking for a counselor I tell you what I'm going to stand here you get in this rock here my hand a partnership which is empty right now is going to cover you the same type of thing he said to to um, to is Elijah remember I'm going to stand here on a rock and I'm going to put you in a place and then I'm going to show you all these things and then um, you're going to be positioned to know that look what I've accomplished and now here's what's coming you just position yourself think about the elemental things the first thing you do is you need to get some help in these schools and as a representative prophet in the land. So you go and anoint Elisha. And then we're going something is going to happen in Syria. So you need to see that the, the, a new king is, is anointed there. Does he tell him what? No. Those are pretty vague well, some specific, but some vague things. That's always the way God works. You know, right now we have certain things that we know God has set up for us. I don't know what's coming in six months. When we get there, or as we approach there, God will help us. And those of you who know me, know that I like to plan things out. I like to position things. It may not look like it, but I do. Um, I figure why put off tomorrow what you can do today, especially if God has said, this is what I'm going to do. Well, act like you're, you're ready for it. But exactly what's going to happen during those times, gee, forget about, fine, you just stay in prayer and, and you... You prepare yourself, and when the time comes, you'll know what to do because God's Spirit will lead you. So, what to do? Your positional agenda that God, in an overall way, is wanting to show you. You're not going to get lots of specifics here. Cherish the ones you do get. And that's what Issachar was. They acted like they weren't infants. They, they, they understood the times. In the midst of changing times, they grew up. Now, you know what? Here's another thing. You know, I've read lots of stories about soldiers, heroes, uh, people who did 
things that merited them um, medals. And when these individuals were interviewed, so often the question would say, were you afraid? And yes, they were. They didn't know what was coming, but they knew their duty and they did it. And that's, that's the, the essence. You've got to keep your head when perhaps all around you, others are losing theirs. And you hope, you know, you, you, you read David say, what, do I, what, what am I ever going to do with you sons of Zariah? These were mighty men. They were wanting to kick it and take names. And David said, no, wait. Same thing with Jesus. How many times did he say to his disciples, how long do I have to be with you? You know, you're, you're wanting me to call down lightning and to do these other things. Just cool it. Calm down. Peter in Gethsemane drew, draws the sword, slices off an, an ear of one of the servants. Imagine the look on Jesus' face. You know, this was not a time to take the kingdom into your own hands. In fact, the suffering servant who was going to be dumb before his sheep didn't need one of his disciples setting the tone for the day ahead. It would destroy the Isaiah prophetic narrative. It, it's interesting. These were all climactic times, and there were many others uh, in the Scripture. So in the midst of these... function understand has more to do with you remembering what God has trained you to do than it has to do with being able to discern oh this is happening because of this this is going to happen because of this this is going to happen because of this oh I see that over there that's not what understanding means in the times it's more about you knowing how you stand when things are changing. Who you are in the Lord. What, what he's taught you from his word and in times with him. Those don't go out the window. Those things are eternal. Now God in the midst of that may ask you to do some peculiar prophetic thing. Well, as long as it's scriptural, do it. If it's just throwing something prophetically against the wall to see if it sticks, well, that's nonsense. Don't do it. You know, that's, that's a challenge. It's what, that's what Saul failed at, at Gilgal. You know, the people were crossing over the Jordan. They were hiding in, they were hiding in caves and in low places and in the midst of shrubs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And Saul sees all that happening and the Philistines are gathered and he decides he's going to do something. Well, you got to do something, losing people. And, you know, I wonder God's abandoned me. He didn't say this, but I'm sure he was thinking it. God's abandoned me. 
And where in the world is Samuel? Understand the times. That means you recognize that times are, are uh, adjusting. God's doing a new thing. Well, act like you trust the one who's in control. And stand. Don't jump ship. Don't seek after a bunch of other nonsensical opinions. And here's another thing. Does it matter what anybody else is doing? Can you control what anybody else is doing? Uh, are, are things that other people are doing troubling to you? Well, welcome to life. Has there ever been a time that that's not happened with you? You're, you're in grade school. There's some knucklehead in the class who's just doing weird things. Is that troubling to you? Yeah. <laughs> you're out on the road and you're driving over on Central Distressway. And people are doing weird things. It seems like there are more of them out now. Is that troubling to you? What do you do? You get road rage? Do you overreact? Hopefully not. Act like you know how to drive. Safeguard yourself. That time will pass. But act like you're a servant and a son. Because that's what you are. Apply the things that you've learned. Oh, is everything going to feel peachy and keeny emotionally? Probably not. And God uses those. He uses those to test you. Was what Moses said to the people when he disobediently struck the rock, was it accurate? Yes, it was accurate. Who can find fault with what he said? He was spot on. But it's not what he was supposed to be doing to sanctify, to saintly God in the eyes of those people. And it certainly wasn't what he had been empowered and instructed to do at the right hand, which is what Amon means, because you did not believe. I'm not faulting. I'm just pointing out from the biblical example we're in a different stage in life. All of us are. Especially for those saints who are, are, have seen the passage of years. How's that? Can you still believe God now? At whatever age you are? In the same way you did when you were in what people might deem as the prime of life? <laughs> these are the good old days to borrow from Carly Simon's hymn um, you know you're exactly where God wants you to be act like it trust him obey the voice of his spirit, wait on him, listen. And then you'll know what Israel ought to do. 
you it's not a line by line thing god's not gonna i know there are prophets every now and then who got specific things but how rare is that how rare is that and it's not because they didn't understand the deeper ways of god you you're going to walk by faith at every given point when god tells you what to do like paul in the boat at the beginning god said this voyage is going to be with much challenge he told people but it was long after the storm many days had happened where an angel of the lord stood beside him and said look you still have to do this how long did paul talk about appearing before caesar and how many ways did god circuitously direct his path and we don't really have any biblical record biblical record of what actually happened when paul had that opportunity would love to would have loved to have had an account of that but be that as it may and i like i said biblical i'm not talking about catholic doctrine i'm not talking about fox's books i'm not talking about any of that many of them were written centuries after what actually happened say today there's so many people rewriting american history or trying to and then trying to make everybody else buy into the nonsense the point is is that why didn't God just say to to Paul okay you got to testify before me in Rome Um, you go here and then you're going to wait for a while then you're going to go here and on this date you're going to meet Caesar why didn't God do that if it was so important we don't have any record of him doing that do you think paul ever wondered hey when's this going to happen is it going to happen see knowing what israel ought to do is just basically god putting the star out in front of you and saying can you believe and then you got to walk the walk of faith to know what Israel ought to do. But it's based on understanding the times. How does this apply to us as saints? Well, we've got to continue to function in this world as sons. We've, we've got to function as a saints network which we're doing our very best to do and we've got to function as individuals god is in control um and we do have frameworks of this god is we're embracing him here as sons can we do a better job of that of course there's always more some of you are prone to say can will we ever do enough to get everything no 
So stop smacking everybody else down because you don't think they're doing it. There will always be more of God. And that's wonderful. But let's let's seek him. Um, we know God has said breakthrough. We know there are certain touch points that that God has already established. And we're preparing for them. Yeah, I. you do need to have some specific points of direction. And I'm believing God for them. We emerge out of this seminar having had some specific directives. More in the line of, okay, this is your assignment. Okay, I want you to do this and this. Elemental steps toward that. You need to appoint certain people to do this and this. I need to I need to be clear before the Lord on that. What about you as an individual? Principle-wise, we've talked about. Saints Network, we just touched on. What about you as an individual? Well, keep doing what it is that God has given you to do. Don't forget the things that you've learned in the Word. Do them, regardless of what anybody else is doing. Stay in the boat and position yourself for the next... uh, I almost said a different word. For the next um, expansion of faith. Understand the times. Know what Israel ought to do. You are mighty in God. And I, I ask that whatever specific need you have at this moment, physically and in every other way, that the Spirit of God would visit you now and provide for you, bring you assurance give you hope and a future, heal, provide, provision financially and in other ways, open the doors, may they be open that God has ordained to be open. God is so good. I marvel at his faithfulness and his love. Yes, there are so many times that we have honestly, in honesty, failed but yet our hearts have been constant and that's what God tries so God bless you today thanks for tuning in and uh, we look forward to these weeks ahead and what God has in store so until next time May you dwell in his presence. May you seek him daily. God bless you. Goodbye.